Hello and welcome to the Excel Books Podcast. It's Molly. And on my show, we like to talk about work, family, and life. If you're new to my show, please visit me on the web at www.xelbooks.com and see what I can do to help take your business to the next level. Um, and what are we talking about today? I know you're like, Molly, you are on, you're in a rush today. I am, I am, because I have so much to say. Um, we are in wedding season. Yes. Um, and mainly because, not just because everybody in the world is getting married, because we kind of had a marriage delay across the globe because of a little pandemic called coronavirus. But I am getting married. Yes. So getting married in X amount of days. And I am psyched and I've been giving you little snippets of things that I have learned uh, both from being married before and as I'm preparing to um, get married for my final time. So what do I want to talk to you guys about? I want to talk to you about something that is so important to me that I've actually recorded this two times and deleted it because I didn't like it and I just kept redoing it. That's how important this is. What am I going to talk about? Body image. Yes. Wedding body image. I know you're like, Molly, you just talked to me about ceremonies. I'm all happy. I just picked out my dress. Now you want to talk to me about body image? Don't talk to me about body because I just picked my favorite dress. I'm not saying to do anything with the dress, but I think it needs to happen. And I'm first going to talk to the guys. I'm going to talk to the guys because I feel like we don't give you enough attention and you need more attention. You deserve it. Um, I want to talk to you about body image and then I'm going to talk to the ladies. So for my wonderful gentlemen out there who are listening and you're thinking what kind of body image is going on. First, I want you to know that it's okay to be you. What do I mean by that? However, God made you is enough. Um, Very much, very often you guys get sucked into the same trap that we do as women where you are forced to see these images on TVs and movies that make it look as though you have to have an eight pack and, you know, super muscular arms and do the pet pop of love and all this kind of stuff. And that can cause pressure, right? It can cause pressure. It can mess with self-esteem. It can make you feel like you have to perform in your appearance before you even perform on your wedding night. And that's not fair. It's not fair to you. I want you to know that, first of all, you don't need to change your body to look like someone else. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a popular saying, but the woman that God has for you is not worried about your body size. They're first going to be attracted to you and not saying that there is an attraction. And I know you're listening, thinking, nah, you know, you got to look a certain way if you want the girl to like you. Now, I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. You know, you know, brush your hair, you know, if you don't have hair, oil your head, you know, Um, you know, if you look good in a certain color, do that, you know, wash your face, all those basic grooming things. But there's a big difference between basic grooming and performance. Grooming is I want to be clean and uh, taken care of to make sure that my body is, is healthy performance is I'm doing all this stuff because I'm looking for a show and people are expecting me to look a certain way. We don't want you to perform. We want you to be you. 
And for those of you listening, thinking, nah, there's no way that could ever happen. Girls don't just, you know, pick a guy just because of who he is. That's not true. And I'm going to be the person to burst your bubble because I've done it. Um, If you knew anything about my dating history, I have dated just about every kind of guy there is. I have dated short guys. You're like, not that short. Yes, I have. I have dated, and I'm sure this is the wrong political term. So if I say this wrong, forgive me. I don't know. Um, but I believe it was called, um, um, you know, like a mini, a mini man. Um, he was maybe, maybe three and a half, maybe four feet tall. If that, um, I don't think he was quite four feet tall. Um, anytime we went to hug or do anything, he literally had to stand on top of certain stairs. We found a staircase nearby and he'd have to stand on the stairs, uh, just to hug me and everything. Super sweet. Um, I've dated guys short. I've dated guys super tall. I dated somebody who was 6'2". I was like, my gosh, you're like a giant. Um, You know, I've dated that. I've dated um, very overweight, you know, according to um, doctor standards. You know, I've dated guys 300 plus pounds. I've dated guys with absolutely almost no weight. You know, they're barely 100 pounds dripping wet. I've dated all kinds of ethnicities. And I can honestly tell you the guys I was happiest with were not the ones that had the quote-unquote buff body that looked like everybody else wanted it. That's not what drew me in. What drew me in was their personality, their character, um, how they treated me, how they made me feel. I would much rather be with someone who has no abs and, you know, he can lift himself, but he can't really lift anything else. I'd much rather be with that guy who treats me like a queen and honors my God than a guy who looks like, you know, I don't know, some movie star and he could care less about me because it's all about him, you know? And I'm just saying that because there are women out there who want you for you. And I'll leave you with this note uh, from, for the gentleman listening. Um, your goal is not to look good to women. I know you're like, what are you talking about, Molly? Your goal is not to look good to women. Your goal is to look good for the woman that God has for you. It doesn't matter if the whole world isn't interested. You're not trying to date the whole world. You're only supposed to aim for the woman that God said, you know what? That one right there. That's who God made for me. That's who you want to look awesome for. And you want to look awesome in a way that makes you feel confident and, you know, maybe something that she finds attractive. Trust me, if she's in love with you, she's she's already attractive. Um, my man has gone through all kinds of, you know, sizes and stuff, you know, and I love him in every stage. Matter of fact, when he starts to get a little tummy, it, for some reason, it makes me more attracted. I was like, oh, my cooking is good. Um, he's like, I know it's good because I can see it on you. Let me get you some more food. Um you know, so I just wanted to encourage the gentlemen in this because I know I get to talk to you guys last, not as much. And I wanted to give you first dibs this time. I'll also say that as men, I know that I know I said that was my last statement. I lied. Forgive me. Um, one more note to the gentlemen. Um, please note that you have more power than you realize. And what do I mean by that? The way you see a woman the way you treat a woman in her body has more power than you could ever realize. 
if you look at your woman like she is the most gorgeous thing that has ever walked the earth, then she will feel like she's the most gorgeous thing that ever walked the earth. If you constantly treat her like she doesn't measure up, like she needs to lose 100 pounds all the time or like she needs to, you know, adjust. If you always treat her as though her body image is always second best, then she will always feel second best and she will respond that way around you. You want a woman who's confident. You want a woman who believes in herself. You want a woman who, when she is ready to to be with you, you know, on your wedding night, you want her to feel like she can do anything and that she's not worried about it. Um, I hate to put it this way, and this is probably a weird example, but, you know, really study the movie Shallow How. I know it's not a Christian film, but what I really loved about it was the fact that it really demonstrated how a man who treats a woman like she is gorgeous, it it inspires everything about her. It inspires how she acts, how she carries herself, what she's willing to wear. Um, you know, as women will naturally take care of themselves a little bit more. They're like, I'm going to do my hair a little bit. I'm, I, I'll lotion more. You know, I think I might work out. I think I am going to do these things because she feels that she doesn't have to compete. She doesn't have anything putting a damper on who she is. And because her man, who has one of the highest speaking voices in her life, because her man values her that way, then she is able to value herself. So I just want to say that to the gentleman. If you're sitting here and you're like, I got this woman, I love this woman, and I don't know what the problem is with her and body image, why does she feel this way? I would also say that, you know, think about how much you are emphasizing that. I'm not talking about codependency. Okay, I'm talking about in the realm of normal, okay? Um, You know, codependent, that's something she's going to have to deal with on her own. She's going to have to get some help for that. I'm talking about in the realm of normal, she's okay. She's just not that confident about her, her own beauty. You need to be the first person to always confirm that and emphasize how beautiful she is. And in every single way, I mean, if she's got stretch marks, you need to be loving on those stretch marks. If she's got a tummy, you need to be loving on the tummy. You got to make sure that there's no part of her that she feels like she has to hide or feel ashamed of with you. And you'd be surprised how that impacts a woman. Okay, so that's all I got to say to the guys. I know that was a lot. All right, to my ladies, let me talk to you for a minute. So body image. Now, we have a tendency as as a gender to really romanticize the body a little bit more than we need to. I mean, now, in our defense, you know, we've got TV and media and movies and videos and all kinds of stuff that paint a picture of what we quote unquote should look like. Um, but that doesn't give us the excuse to, to go crazy with it. And I, I want to talk about a couple of things with body image. And then I want to give you some tips on how to overcome this. Cause I want this to be, you know, these are things that I'm learning in my marriage and I learned at some point and I'm, I'm hoping it'll help you. And maybe you'll be even better, you know, 10 times better than I ever could be in this. 
Um, so here goes. When it comes to body image, sometimes we have this little fairy tale of what we're supposed to look like because it's been groomed in us since we were kids. You know, as women, you know, when we're little kids, we're given baby dolls, some skinny little, uh, you know, Barbie doll that, you know, with Ken and how cute they are and how they have this perfect little baby. And, and, and Barbie always has her hair perfect. Her outfit's always perfect. Her makeup's always perfect. And she is never plus size. I have yet to see a thick Barbie. Um, they're getting better. They're getting different versions that kind of, quote, are in the Barbie family. But Barbie will never be plus size. Why? Because she's just Barbie. And when you grow up with these things, you, you know, you grow up in this mindset of, I need to look like that. When you see cartoon movies or, you know, growing up as little girls, you know, we see them, you know, on TV and it's always some itty bitty little wife. She might have a little hip on her. She might have a, a, a big backside or maybe a big top side, but she's always got this tiny little waist and long flowy hair and she talks perfect and does everything perfect and blah, 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 blah. And we've, when you see things for so long, you know, what you put before your eyes it can shape how you see yourself on the inside. What you put in front of your eyes can actually be reflected back to you. It's like a, it's like a mirror. If you're constantly looking at something uh, that puffs you up and tells you how good you are, then you start to reflect it back on the inside and think that you're so amazing. The same thing happens with body image. If you constantly look at things that show bodies that don't look like yours or bodies that are not celebrated that look like yours, then you start to believe opposite things about yourself instead of embracing who you are. And I'm gonna give you just a tiny itty bitty little snippet of my own story in this. Um, I grew up just like many women with the Barbie dolls and all of that and just thinking of what I needed to look like. Very typical, so much so that I wanted to change everything about me. I remember I came home from kindergarten and it bothered my mother because I looked at her and I said, Mom, I want yellow hair. I didn't know what blonde was, um, but I just knew I was like, well, pretty is blonde was yellow hair. So I wanted yellow hair. And then I was like, Mom, I'm fat. I need to get skinny. She's like, you are five. I was like, but I'm not pretty. I need to be like that. And I immediately knew that because what I was surrounded by were young ladies that were blonde and thin had the cutest little outfits on. They certainly didn't look the slightest bit like me. And I never heard anybody else tell me that I was fabulous. So why would I want to stay how I am when everything around me is being told that that's what looks fabulous? Fast forward as I got older, um, you know, about mid-childhood, I was a tiny little string bean. I mean, I was one of those kids that was so little that my clothes fell off of me. Um, my mom was constantly putting darts in them to make sure that, you know, my shorts held up and everything so that I wouldn't, you know, be indecent. And I got picked at, I got clowned for my body image. Like, oh my gosh, you're so tiny. You know, you need to eat, you need to put on some weight, blah, 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 blah. So here it was as a kid, you know, kindergarten, I already thought that I had the wrong hair color and the wrong skin color. Then I thought, okay, well, I'm definitely too tiny because they're picking at me because I don't have enough meat on me. And little did I know, my body actually was getting ready to go down the worst spiral ever because I had been physically abused as a child. 
Um, I had been sexually abused um, when I was very, very, very little, um, like before age four. And um, it continued for a number of years and it actually damaged some body parts in me severely to the point where my lymph nodes stopped working. Um, my hormones went out of whack. My adrenals went crazy. Um, I started having stretch marks at age nine because my body was developing way too fast because it should not have been stimulated um, at that age. Um, you know, just all these things that happened that prevented my body from working as it should. I had no idea that those years where I was this tiny little string bean would be my golden years. And so here it was, we fast forward, I get into high school and I was still thin by typical teenage standards. But to me, I was huge because everyone around me was like five sizes smaller. They were all size zero, size two, size four. Four was considered big. And um, they even started making music songs at that time when I was, you know, in high school talking about, you know, I wear a size four and all this. And I'm like, my gosh, I've, I've never been a size four, um, you know, just so I had both things coming in my ear gate, uh, challenging how I saw myself. And then here it was. And I wasn't really fat, but in my mind, I was because I was comparing. I was I think at the time I was like a size 12, which wasn't really wasn't that bad for my age, but I wasn't like a 12 and like 300 pounds or something. I was like barely 150 and I was quite fit. Like I had muscles and stuff, but to me it wasn't enough. And to make it worse, the attention that I was getting because of my body, um, wasn't that supportive either. So if, you know, they started picking about how large my backside was and it was just the talk of every conversation. I couldn't even walk down a hallway without a couple of guys chiming in on these types of comments. So if you're keeping up with it, you know, I grew up thinking I, I should have had blonde, yellow hair. Then I find out I'm way too skinny. So everybody's picking at me because I'm stream being. Now I've got a little bit of curves on me. They're picking at me on that. And then on top of that, I had stretch marks since I was nine years old. So people already thought that I had been promiscuous. They thought I had had kids. They thought my body was messed up. Like, oh, I could tell you've had kids. I'm like, I haven't. But this is just what happened to my image of body image. So fast forward a little bit further, we get into college and my body finally catches up with all the damage that's happened all the abuse, all of the, you know, molestation and all this stuff. And my lymph nodes just went crazy. My adrenals gave up. My hormones went out of whack and I gained 86 pounds in a year. And I mean, this is with me working out four hours a week. Um, I was not eating cookies and bonbons. I was a really good teen and my body just went crazy. I got dietitians. I got, um, um, fitness trainers. I had everything and I just kept gaining weight. And then I eventually found out that I was diagnosed with lymphedema, thyroid, and some other problems. So my chances of losing weight were pretty much shot to heck. And this affected my body image. I'm going to keep going forward before I give you these tips. Um, so here it is. I already don't feel great about my body, right? It's been picked at, clowned at since day one. It's been abused and misused since before I could even say what my body was. 
things were done to my body before I could even spell what it is or understand how it was supposed to work. And then I finally meet the man of my dreams. Now put all that in a sandwich and try to, you know, <laughs> to chew that, right? And the hardest part was, the sad part was, I had so much damage to my image of my body that by the time I met the man of my dreams, I didn't believe him when he said he was interested in me. I didn't believe it. I was like, you must be lying to me. I, matter of fact, the first thing I told him was I said, you're only here because of a bet. I guarantee it. Somebody paid you to ask me out. And all I ask is that I get my cut. I want half of whatever they're paying you. And I remember like he was really like, are you serious? I said, I'm dead serious. I want half. I was like, if I'm going to be clowned at and be the butt of somebody's jokes, because if you think about it, my body had always been picked at. They were always talking about my body parts. And now I was huge. Now I was in the 200 pound range. So I didn't believe that anyone found me genuinely attractive. I believed that my body was only used for abuse and for um, amusement. Because that's all I'd ever heard from it. I didn't grow up hearing constant sayings of you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. I heard the opposite. And, you know, my family, you know, they had their own abuse going on where they were. So they didn't have time to to help build my self-esteem. So by the time I met my dream guy, I was like, I don't believe you. So this baggage ended up getting carried into my marriage the first two times that we married each other. And... It was really, really devastating. You know, when it came time to buy my first wedding dress, I was like, I didn't want to wear anything quote unquote sexy because I, in my mind, I was like, I'm incapable of being that because I don't have the right body. I don't have the right hair. I don't have the right, uh, you know, waist size or whatever it is. And then to make matters worse, you know, those health issues I mentioned, they just kept increasing. So here we are today in marriage number three, and I thought I had dealt with this issue. I had been through therapy for years. I had gone through all kinds of support groups and met women that are just like me and, you know, just about everything you could think of to be healed. But, you know, sometimes you don't realize that there's, you know, you don't know there's dust under your couch until you move it, right? Um... You think it's fine because you dust the couch every day. You're like, that couch is spotless, but you don't know what's underneath. And so, you know, when you get ready to get married, you know, someone moves your couch. And so here I was, things are getting kind of moved around, get closer to wedding day. And it's like, so about the dress. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't a money issue, although I focused on money. But the real issue was, I was like, I don't want to wear a dress. I don't look good in a dress. I have, I have weight issues. Um, this thyroid is horrible. I'm fighting it with pills and, uh, eating right and naturopathic things and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, I still look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. And at that point I said, okay, God, something has to give, right? I can't continue to let my body image be distorted because of past issues, um, health issues, whatever it is, I may not be able to control what has already happened, but I can control how I see myself. So I went on this tiny little journey 
and I'm still going on this journey. So I'm hoping that, you know, these tips I'm about to give you will help you out, you know, for my ladies. These are the things that I had to start doing to help me feel more confident because the last thing you want is to go down the aisle and not feel beautiful, right? And I know you're like, Molly, how can you be transparent like this? Because somebody feels that way. And I know what it's like to feel not your best, to wish that somebody would just talk to you and be real instead of putting on this fluff of, oh, I feel so great and I can't wait. and Oh, I look so great in this dress and da, da, da. When on the inside, you're like, I wish I felt that way. So that's why I'm going there. So now that we've gotten all that out, what are the tips, right? What am I doing to try to comp, you know, conquer this issue? Uh, the first thing that I learned is you have to face your body. Face your body. What do I mean by that? I mean, get in front of the mirror, look at you, and, ex- and, and then l- look at everything. Everything that you see. And then the second step is accept what you see. You know, acceptance is really powerful. It could be dangerous in the wrong hands, um, but in the right positions, in the right circumstances, it can be solid gold. And I noticed this was the hardest step for me to look in the mirror. I could do that. I don't like going in mirrors. And when I tell you I don't like going in mirrors, the only mirrors in my home are the ones that came with the bathroom. And there was one that I have that's extra only because it was gifted to me. You would never see me buy a mirror. I don't keep mirrors for makeup or anything. I'm like, yeah, the car came with a mirror, so I use that. Um, So here I was looking in the mirror, looking at everything, you know, every piece of cellulite, you know, I could possibly locate. And then I had to tell myself, okay, I accept what I see. What does acceptance mean? Acceptance is not defeat. Okay, I just want to put that out there. Acceptance is not defeat. And guys, you can do this with your body too. Acceptance is not defeat. It does not mean that you don't try. It doesn't mean that you don't look into ways to get better. It doesn't mean that you stop believing um, for God to do a miracle. It doesn't mean that at all. Acceptance means I see what it is. I acknowledge that this is what it is. I'm not... I'm not going to lose my joy and my peace because of what I see. I choose to still be joyous in spite of. I choose to still have a good um, attitude in spite of. That's the acceptance. Um, And then once you have the acceptance, you know, decorate it. Find ways, find things that you love about it. So I'll say before you decorate it, find things that you love about it. I know this may be hard for some of you. It was hard for me. You know, look in that mirror and say, okay, find three things that you love about your body. And this may take you some time. It may take you a couple of days. It took me days. It took me days. I wish I could say, oh, yes, I figured out day one. Like, oh, I love this. I love this. No, I didn't like it at all. I looked in the mirror and I was like, I do not like what I see. And I was like, what is there to like? And I was like, okay, I have to do this. I have to find something. So I kept studying. I'm like, you know what? I like my eyes. I like that. Okay, one. I was like, I need three of these. Gosh, this is a long list. Um, you know, so I just had to keep looking. I'm like, what else do I like? I don't know. Um, I like my fingernails. I like that a lot. You know, you know, I like my toes. You know, I, I have the cutest little toes. You know, 
And it doesn't matter what you pick. And I'm just saying that because I don't want you to be hard on yourself. It's okay to say, okay, the body part or body image part of you that you like is not something someone else would pick. It is not about what they think. This is about you accepting the wonderful, beautiful creation that you are, that God made you as. So pick something, pick three things about you that you like. And then your last step is I want you to put more energy into the things that you like about you. So you're following along you're like molly how's this work okay you're going into your mirror you're going to take a shower and then you're going to stand in front of your mirror and you're going to look at you look all up and down every little nook and cranny and say what do i like about me pick three things and then say okay i like my eyes okay then your focus for the next 30 to 45 days is to decorate your eyes and only do things that make your eyes look great make them pop and make them look amazing. Um, If you like your fingernails, I expect them to be painted or groomed or filed or cleaned or lotioned or something. Um, You know, do something to accentuate those things that you love. And I want you to do it for 30 days straight. Now, I don't have 30 days, so I have like two and a half weeks. So I've got to like really, really work. Actually, I don't even have two and a half weeks. Oh my gosh. I just thought about the time. Like, I'm getting married like August 7th. So I'm like, was that seven? And then like what, five or six? So it's like 12-ish days. Wow. Okay. So I've got like a week and a half. So I'll be on the aggressive plan and you be on the normal people plan, the plan that I wish that I was on. So um, give yourself 30 days to celebrate those parts of you that you love. And you're going to discover something. You're going to discover that As you are celebrating the things about you that you love and accentuating, putting energy there, your confidence starts to to build up. You start desiring to want to work on other parts of you and say, you know, this part isn't too bad. Maybe I can wear this. Maybe I like pants more. Maybe I like pants, but I only want to wear this. You know, maybe I like this kind of top. Maybe this top makes me feel better about my waist. You know, whatever it is. Find what makes you feel good. You know, I knew a guy that, you know, he wasn't confident in his body as far as how it looked, but he became a master of dressing it very well. And so he was like, you know what? I can't change my body because I have a health illness and I can't do anything about it. I'm going to be stuck with this thing for the rest of my life. So I can either complain that I'll never have, you know, abs and look like Will Smith, or I can be the best dressed version of me possible. And so he only bought the best and he only wore the nicest ties and the the nicest shirts and his shoes were always clean. And you would look at him and you would think he's like a million bucks the way he would dress. And you know what? Nobody judged him on his body size because they were too impressed with what he did to accentuate himself. And I'm not saying that we do this to eliminate people picking because people people are going to do what they want to do, right? We can't control others. We can only control ourselves. But we can change how we see ourselves. The whole purpose of this body image uh, episode that I gave you is for you to have a greater love for you and your body image. Now, I'll say this brief little excerpt for those of you that don't have a problem with body image. So if you say... Molly, the last thing I'm worried about is my body. I know I'm hot stuff. 
I'm the best thing next to sliced bread. And, you know, I mean, if you touch me, it sizzles and your finger burns, you know. Okay, if that is you, the only thing that I would say as a suggestion is make sure that you don't project what you think is how you should see your body image on somebody else. And what do I mean by that? So if you think that your body is the best thing in the world and you should exercise 24-7 and, you know, every little time you should show off every little bit of skin and blah, 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 blah. That's great. That's absolutely great. But that doesn't mean that your partner is going to feel the same way about their own body. And you got to give them the freedom to be how God made them. So, for example, um, I am extremely conservative. I'm conservative. I don't I don't feel that I should show off a whole lot of flesh or anything. I'm like, nope, everything needs to be hidden very, very tucked away, you know, under a bag maybe, um, you know, but my, my fiance, my hubby, um, he will just be like, well, no, you can show a, a calf. I'm like, no, I can't show a calf. That's bad. You know, shame. You know, he's like, no, show a calf, show a kneecap. It's okay. I was like, but they're not cute knees. It's like, they're cute knees to me. They're my knees. Um, but he also balances it. So he may tell me, hey, I would love to see you in more of this. But he's also perfectly accepting and loving of me when I don't wear those things. So if I don't wear a mini skirt every day, he's not changing how he sees me. And he's not judging how I see my body because I'm not wearing a mini skirt. He'll, he'll let me know if I need to be judged if I'm being irrational. Or if I'm being non-biblical, you know, or if I'm, you know, saying something that God clearly didn't say about me, that's when that might happen. So I want you to think about those things. Make sure that you're not progressing too much on someone else that you don't need to do so that you can have a healthy image of self and a healthy image of your partner. So that is all I have for the podcast today. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, be blessed, encouraged and inspired.